There you are. Okay, magically appear. Unless people are listening to this just in audio, and then uh, um, makes no I, difference whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a good way to start because we've been having some technical issues with the setup. But how are you today, Cash? Apart from yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I mean, I've got good? my uh, my curtains covered. Uh, <laughs> it just gets too bright, and then it's contrasting issues on the camera lens. This yeah. is as good as it gets. Are you are you in London still, or are you in some yeah? No, I'm in London now. Hide, hide out somewhere. Now I'm in London now, uh, back from my holiday uh, in Iran, which was great. Yeah, um, had a lot of fun. I'm actually hoping to go back again soon, because honestly, this time um, I didn't get to see much. We just spent so much time going to a relatives' house, um, going, and then it's offensive if you if you don't go to this relative that you've never heard of's house before. So I didn't get to see much of Iran this time, but I'm definitely going to go back, maybe by myself, see family for the first week, and then yeah, just explore so. for the rest of the month of the day. Were they? Were you just getting fed a lot and talk? I I was eating, so I was getting food delivered home three times a day, every single day. Wow. I, I probably had over thirty takeaways. <laughs> but With that's your family, I was just... the most of my time there, and I was just trying all the different foods, and it was so good. Oh, that's cool. And do they have a similar kind of like takeaway food apps and stuff that we have? Yeah, here? so we have Uber Eats and like Just Eat. They have something called Grab. Right. To be honest, it was. Um, I noticed that it's a lot faster. And of course, it's cheaper because because of our currency, but the, because of their conversion rate. But um, it's just much faster there. I think it's because maybe the shops are closer by, or because motorbikes don't stop at red lights, so they just mm. you know just get there faster. But just with the threat of life, uh, yeah, can, yeah. Maybe it makes a, t- a food taste better as well. You know, yeah. The, no, I just made sure to like tip everyone quite well because. It's just easy to do that because of the conversion rate. It's it's a lot of money for them, but not that much yeah, for yeah. us. So you lived like a, a an emperor for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, <laughs> three takeaways a day, tipping everyone like money doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, today, though, we're back in crypto world, and we haven't been here for about a month on the podcast, mainly because of my bad. Well, you were on holiday, I guess. So let's. I was on you. holiday, and so let's you not for blame a me and my organisation skills. Let's blame. We'll put the responsibility on you. <laughs> um, no had to let you uh, get all those takeaways. Done. How's your How's your holiday, by the way? It was good. I don't know if I talked about it on here, but I went. I don't to think Corfu. you did. Um, yeah, it was really good. Friend got married there. Swam oh, in the nice. sea a lot. Ate a lot of food. Went to nice beaches, and then. I don't know, back in Devon now, and it's just raining quite a lot, which is nice. <laughs> there was a storm last night, and I've never seen uh, rain like that before, Yeah, ever, ever in, in London. That's it was crazy. crazy, and it was flooded outside, so I had to go out, um, go out, get a broom, and unblock the, the drains, and then suddenly <laughs> it just all, all the water just disappeared. Surely as a crypto millionaire, you should, somebody else should be unblocking Nah, I don't like you. it. That's the thing. I, I like to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, So today we've got a few different topics, number one being the Ethereum merge, which is imminent, it seems, and we're going to talk about what that is, uh, when it's happening, and the implications of it. Um, We're talking about fees, uh, which hopefully will be more exciting than the word fees, but (laughs) and we're going to be talking, as in crypto fees, and uh, we're going to be talking about the British pound, which apparently has just reached a low that it hasn't seen since Margaret Thatcher or something like that. Yeah, 1985. Yeah, so I'm going to share my screen. If people are watching this on video, if you just give me a second. So Cash, as I'm doing that, um, could you just tell, give people an overview of 
what the Ethereum merge is? Yep. So the Ethereum merge is essentially going to see Ethereum uh, transitioning from proof of work to proof of stake. So at the moment, uh, my screen is stuck. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, the way I understand it is Ethereum currently is proof of work. So you need a bunch of miners to validate transactions on a network, which is quite energy intensive. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said that there are environmental issues uh, with this. So after the merge happens, Ethereum will be transitioning from proof of work to proof of stake, which essentially allows users to validate transactions on the network by simply holding Ethereum in their wallets and staking it. There you go. That's a nice summary. So can you see the page I'm sharing or is that not working? I can see it very zoomed in on um, sharing your screen. Brilliant. How about now? Is it normal size? Uh, for me, it hasn't changed. It's still, I feel like we're having technical issues. Okay. Well, let just if anyone who's watching, imagining, imagine you can see the CoinDesk article that says the final countdown to Ethereum merge has officially begun. Um, so it's saying here, and it also says on Vitalik's Twitter feed, Vitalik being one of the Ethereum founders, um, they reckon September the 13th to the 16th. Yeah, um, so um, on September 6th, the Bellatrix upgrade was activated. What that is, is essentially they locked in the code for the Ethereum merge to happen. Um, this depends on the um, certain block number. So that, that depends on, um, it, there's not a set date for it to happen because it depends on the block number, which could happen on September 13th to 16th. Once that happens, Ethereum will trans officially transition away from proof of work to proof of stake, meaning it's 99, more than 99% more energy efficient. So it'll be like a, and Bitcoin is a proof of work um, yeah. cryptocurrency. So it takes physical energy as in computers mining, uh, the physical energy that goes into that, the electricity. Uh, yeah. That's the cost. They require a lot Bitcoin. of electricity to actually mine these Bitcoins. Mm. Um, and Ethereum, as it currently stands, that is also the case for Ethereum. But come September 13th to 16th, it will be transitioning away from that and becoming 99% uh, more energy efficient, which is so. good because then I think um, it will address many of the issues that people have um, raised about, you know, the environmental impacts of this sort of technology. I guess my, I've got kind of three questions. Uh, one is like, how does that affect uh, the av you know the average person who's um, wants to use Ethereum, I guess, and use the stuff at the, on the platform? How will it affect um, Ethereum miners who are currently mining Ethereum with computer yeah. hardware? And then, kind of, um, how how can somebody be part of that? How can they be part of the proof of stake? Proof of staking. Sorry, I didn't ask those questions very well at all. But yeah, I guess implications first. Like what you know. Yeah. The so person. for the user, it wouldn't make uh, a difference um, at all. They can simply just hold their their coins on the exchange or in their wallets. And once the transition happens, it won't make a difference to them. Um, I mean, there is potentially the. Uh, the it is likely that while the merge is happening, exchanges will uh, pause. You know withdrawals and deposits just to allow you know the, the network to go through um the merge without a hitch um so i think that is just something to expect i think it has happened in the past 
um, uh, with regards to other upgrades. And I think it's going to happen again. There's nothing to worry about for the end user. I don't think it, we need to do anything whatsoever. Um, with regards to miners, yes, they will be losing out on uh, the revenue that they are currently generating, which is why a lot of uh, these miners have actually already started transitioning and moving um, towards Ethereum Classic, which is essentially a fork of right. uh, Ethereum, which is still going to be proof of work. And is that so they're going to be moving away from that. So. Ethereum Classic? Sorry? How popular is Ethereum Classic? Because there's a Bitcoin Well, Classic. in recent weeks and months, okay. it's become a, a lot more popular right. because these miners realize that they're essentially the main source of their income, which is mining from Ethereum, is going to be cut off come September 13th. Um, so they're moving to alternatives, which is uh, at the moment Ethereum Classic. Um, and I, I, a while ago, I read about being part of uh, the proof of stake process, and it essentially involves like locking up, like holding quite a large amount of Ethereum, if I remember, and then locking it up on the network to help validate transactions is my basic understanding which i don't totally know yeah so as it currently stands you can um, stake your ethereum but if you do so then it would uh, take months before you're able to withdraw it um so right now you can stake your coins on binance you can do it through different pools available online uh, but it will take many months for you to be able to withdraw your funds once the ethereum merge happens a lot of people think you know as soon as the merge happens a lot of this staked ethereum is going to enter the market um, but that's not the case. It's going to take many months. I think um, around six months for this. Uh, I think there's around eight or nine billion dollars worth of Ethereum actually locked into the contract at the moment that is staked um, and earning some sort of interest. Um, I would I would have expected more Ethereum to be staked. I think a lot of people so. are cautious, are being cautious. Right, they want yeah. the merge to go through before right. you know that they commit to this sort of new contract. And the reason the reason you would stake is you get a a percentage yield on your Ethereum. That's right. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Which which uh, brings us to our next topic, which is crypto fees. Okay. Um, see if you can bring it up on the screen. Maybe we can crypto fees. Up. Yeah, I'll see if I can bring. Uh, let me give it a go. So what is it about fees that... So Ethereum fees is... Well, crypto fees, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, brilliant. I hope you can see me. There we go, yeah. So crypto fees is basically the, the fees or transaction fees that people pay for that, uh, transactions to be validated on the network. So every time you make a transaction on Ethereum, you pay a certain fee for to the miners to allow this transaction to go through. Same thing um, applies to all these other protocols, as you can see, SushiSwap, Bitcoin. Mm. Um, right at the very top um, is Ethereum, which means Ethereum is the most popular protocol and it's generating the most amount of revenue. So within the past 24 hours, it's generated around $3 million um, in fees. So once the Ethereum merge happens, instead of that, that this figure going to the miners, it will be distributed to all the people who are staking on the network. That's interesting. Okay. And and because I, I remember reading like a percentage, um, the percentage yield that you might get for staking, it was something like between seven or maybe it's like six or seven. Yeah, seven to eight, seven or eight percent. And of course, okay. if the uh, protocol is used even more than that, my, uh, that may go up. Okay. So this is so really handy. See, right now, the seven-day average fees is around two point five million, three million in the past twenty-four hours, and all of that will be distributed between all the stakers. 
instead of miners. Yeah, this is a really neat way of looking at, as it says at the top, like there's tons of crypto projects, which ones are actually, are people actually paying to use? Um, yeah, and what's interesting, interesting is, if you notice, is that Ethereum is actually ranked much higher than Bitcoin. Is that it's, On average, I think it's generating 10 times more fees than Bitcoin is. Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting, which is why a lot of people believe that, you know, sometime in the future, Ethereum is actually going to overtake Bitcoin in terms of market cap because it's just much more utilized do you think as a blockchain do you think that this is that this is a, a good metric for thinking if things are sustainable or like how do how would you use this metric if you were kind of analyzing i mean crypto? you use this metric to see which protocols are actually being used so the higher the the higher the ranking uh, coin the more it is actually being used so as you can see right at the top is ethereum it's, the, it's the, by far the most utilized um platform and then as you scroll down you see all the others i got to say i'm seeing some crypto with cash portfolio coins quite high up in the list here which is good <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah um and did you want to talk about gas fees or i guess that's essentially the same it's essentially related so the gas fees uh, right now they're quite low so before during the bull market each transaction you'd be paying around let me just uh, you'd be paying around um, 30 40 dollars sometimes even 300 dollars for a transaction to go through because there was just so much competition for um these but right now as you can see i think it's around one to two dollars um which is much cheaper and it's good to see yeah it was crazy at one point wasn't it it was like more even actually when i first bought bitcoin like back in 2018 or no i think maybe like a year or so later i, I bought my parents like just some like a t like a tenner each for christmas or something just as fun and it cost me like more to, to send, send the transaction to send the bitcoin to some wallets and paper wallets i'd set up for them uh, than it did to buy the bitcoin in the first place i was like this is not <laughs> this is not yeah this is yeah. not quite there yet <laughs> exactly um, which is why we saw a lot of people go into alternative platforms such as binance smart chain or solana or cardano um because they offer much cheaper fees yeah Okay, so in terms of what, I guess I've got two more questions about the Ethereum merge. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen to Ethereum price action, uh, the, the value of Ethereum, if anything? I mean, I guess that's my one question. <laughs> I think it's, very, it's, it's a very good question. And it is, I mean, there's two sides. A lot of people on the Ethereum side, Ethereum maxis believe, you know, after the merge happens, the price of Ethereum is going to skyrocket and it's going to essentially be the catalyst for a new bull market. Um, every bull market before this, um, you know, the one that we just had, has had a catalyst related to Ethereum. So before it was ICOs, then it was DeFi, then it was the metaverse, NFTs. And a lot of people argue that the next catalyst to start the, uh, the bull market will be the Ethereum merge. Um, others believe that, you know, it might be a buy the rumors, sell the news type event where people are buying Ethereum uh, in anticipation of this event and they will sell their holdings just before the emerge goes through. Um, it really is difficult to tell, you know, I, I'm not a fortune teller. Um, personally speaking, I think given the backdrop of what's going on in the market, it's just not, not just in crypto, but also the stock market and um just the cost of living crisis and inflation uh, all over the world. I think it is personally, I'm thinking that we may ha have a sell-off just before it happens or directly after it happens. But, you know, in the long run, the uh, crypto markets are going to pick back up again, and hit new all-time highs. 
Yeah, I, I'd be really surprised if this immediately kickstarted a bull market with all of the kind of cost of living stuff going on globally, or at least in the Western world. Um, I assume everywhere. Um, yeah, it's hard to see, like, unless it was not retail investor led, I guess. I don't think yeah. the sent sentiment is there, but maybe like institutions, I don't know, maybe there's. You know, the, there's blockchain explorers who, um, and blockchain analysts who are actually looking at to see what these large players are doing. And a lot of these funds are, they seem to be buying a lot of Ethereum at the moment. You know, we, we, we can see that they're buying, we just don't know when exactly they're going to sell. Yeah. So it could be right before the event, right after, or perhaps they might even hold on because they, they believe it's going to go much higher. So you think it could be, yeah, they could be buying around the event like they would kind of any kind of financial event to try and make some money? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'd be curious, maybe we can talk about this next time and, and also look into it. It's like what was happening in the crypto bear markets previously, like back in 2018, uh, 2019, is institutions were stocking up even though they're very negative i remember like jp morgan and stuff like this were hugely negative in the press because i was writing something yeah. about it at the time and then uh is it grayscale crypto fund yeah they were that, accumulating the investment and then, in that was just going up and up and it was almost like i think i was calling it like a, a crypto ghost trade or something <laughs> but like yeah. it was like you know like the sentiment was that so it's, it's probably worth looking at what institutions are doing with their money now whilst retail investors are very um, largely very negative um, and understandably, I guess. Yeah, um, for sure. So the next and maybe final thing on our agenda to talk about today is the British pound. So could why are we talking about the British pound cash as I try and share my screen? Well, that's because unfortunately the uh, British pound has actually fallen to its lowest level against the dollar since uh, 1985 and that's because the US dollar has just been on a tear um, it's beating out all of the currencies um, in the world right now it's doing very well I mean it's not very good for stocks and cryptos you know people are selling there when when the US dollar goes up um, pretty much everything else goes down including stocks and cryptos um, and in, and you know given the cost of living crisis that we have here and the situation with Europe and um, Ukraine and Russia, the pound has dropped severely against the dollar. Mm. So is this good at all? Like, I guess it's good if you're buying pounds, if you've got a load of dollars and you want to swap them into pounds. I think one way, um, the only way this is good is in the sense that it, by following the, the US dollar, you can perhaps tell when markets are ready to rebound. So once the US dollar starts going down, then you can say, okay, potentially it's a good time to jump back into stocks and crypto. And they are in, in a way negative, negatively correlated. So if you do compare the charts, if the US dollar goes up, then stocks and cryptos fall. When US dollar falls down, then cryptos and stocks start rallying. So let me get that straight. So the do if the dollar's weakening, you you probably see a rise in stocks and crypto. Yeah. But we're seeing the opposite right now. Right now it's going up, so everything else is going down. Okay, but it might be a good thing to keep an eye on. So if Definitely, there's a reversal yeah. in that, then yeah, people might be you know wanting yeah. to take their money out of cash, out of dollars, and put it back into the stock market and crypto. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, I guess my last question is: What are you doing anything around? How have you been handling sort of the Ethereum merge? Have you just been sort of steadily buying Ethereum? I've just been buying every week, sort of thing. 
yeah. uh, regardless of price. I've been trading here and there, uh, just you know, smaller size trades because right now the market is uncertain. Um, for example, yeah, a couple of days ago, people were like, okay, uh, that was the bottom. We've already hit the bottom and it's going to go up. And then usually a few moments later, if not a few minutes later, the market crashed. And right now, Ethereum is at 1500. Bitcoin is just under 19,000. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes next. Some people believe that uh, Bitcoin may be falling to around the $14,000 region. Others are saying it may go all the way down to 9,000. You know, it's all speculation. Mm. Uh, if you are just buying steadily month, uh, week in, week out, or even on a monthly basis, it doesn't really matter long term because, you know, if you believe that these cryptos and are going to be much higher than they are now, then it doesn't really matter if you get buy a few dollars up and down here, here and there. Yeah, the old dollar cost averaging. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think I haven't looked into this, but what might be I'd be interested to know is there's a, there's also layer. So Ethereum has layer two solutions. That that was a lot we talked about in some previous podcasts. Yeah. Um, which is basically th these kind of um, second layers built on top of Ethereum for people to um, transact on, um, you know, swap coins, do other things in the future that that had much lower gas fees, basically. Yes, yeah. still secured by the Ethereum network, and I was, and I read that um, Bitcoin is also having get, getting layer two stuff being developed. It just was the information about it was far more kind of hard mm. to understand. It it felt like it wasn't um, as far along as the Ethereum's. Like the Ethereum development just seems to go rapidly, and there was like multiple, you know, like more like five yeah. more different layer twos competing. Um, but it, but from what I read, it did sound like there would be layer two solutions for Bitcoin. And I don't know whether that just would enable sort of more, more privacy focused things or whether it would enable the Bitcoin network to do stuff like Ethereum. But I, I mean, some, some vendors, it seems have actually started using uh, the lightning network, which some okay. would uh, consider to be a uh, layer two solution on Bitcoin. But, you know, the, the sort of layer two uh, protocols on uh, Bitcoin have not had the same sort of traction that we have seen on Ethereum, uh, perhaps because maybe, I mean, I've seen discussions online that say, you know, the developers working on Bitcoin right now are a bit toxic. They're not willing to listen to what people actually want and they're just building out to compete with Ethereum. Um, you know, there's Bitcoin maxis and there's Ethereum maxis and they don't seem to get along. I just wish that they would get along because then we would see better technology being implemented on both sort mm. of platforms. Um, but yeah, you know, Lightning Network is gaining traction, but not to the extent that we see on Ethereum. And how do you do? You still think of a, of Bitcoin as kind of a currency, a store of value, and if, or, or an Ethereum is sort of like it was, it was called like the kind of decentralized computer, wasn't it? That you could build yeah. other applications on. Is that do you think those kind of metaphors are still? So yeah, a lot of people argue that Bitcoin is like uh, is digital gold, and that some others argue that it's going to replace the U.S. dollar. Personally, I don't think it's going to replace the U.S. dollar. I think if that was to happen, or it would be not in our lifetimes. You know, mm. um, I think that we're way off from Bitcoin taking over the the whole global financial system. Uh, but again, Bitcoin maxis believe that it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. Um, I just don't think that. I think it's going to be an alternative. Uh, just like gold, just like silver. Some people may put money into Bitcoin um, 
as as a means of you know diversifying their portfolio and i think that's is how it's going to be for the time being unless something drastic changes and we see that you know a world war starts mm. and we see people trying to escape the us dollar and into something um, like bitcoin we'll have to wait and see but you'd need to be able to buy stuff with bitcoin but i guess yeah which which is quite limited right now your your options are very limited yeah and i would need social wallets or something that didn't require me to remember like the hugely long yeah. uh, password phrases because i i just hate i hate that aspect of it that, yeah yeah for sure. i don't like being fully responsible for my own money yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because yeah the house might burn down or something <laughs> not that i keep my millions and millions dollars worth of uh, bitcoin passwords in my house <laughs> yeah sure. um okay is there anything you'd like to finish on on today's um, well, really, I think we covered everything, well, all the important parts. Um, just, I think it's just good to keep an eye, if you are actively trading, just keep an eye on headlines related to the cost of living crisis and the Ukraine situation. And um, yeah, just keep keep uh, keep informed as much as possible. Yeah, and I guess that I just, maybe it's good to finish on as well that like a lot of the crypto news has been very negative recently because of uh, you know, the, because of the markets being down. But this is actually like the Ethereum merge actually happening is a, a very positive piece of news for Yeah, man, it's a long time coming as well. Yeah, it's been like, I've been, I mean, yeah, it feels like years and years they've been talking about it. Yeah. And it's happening next week, so. Hopefully, yeah. Let's see if Ethereum just collapses. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> um, on that note, <laughs> thank you very much for your time today, Cash. Thank you very much for having me. It's been awesome um, chatting with you. Yeah, it's good to chat to you because I haven't done it for like a month. And uh, next time I'll drink a fizzy drink beforehand and come armed with extra energy. Um, and thank you to our listeners, if anyone made it this far today. Um, if you have any questions for us you want to, or topics you want to talk, us to talk about, uh, drop us a YouTube comment, send us an email. Uh, we always appreciate anybody who likes the videos or, you know, subscribe if you want more. And uh, that's it, Cash. Have you, have you got, should we? Have you got a slogan? Like, comment, and subscribe. That's it. That, that's it. Standard. Very unique. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you for your time, Cash. And thank we'll you. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.